Welcome back. Episode 60-whatever of Flag Hunting Podcast here. This is the NASCAR aspect of it. We just got done recording the Bermuda Championship. Chris just got done with Seth from In Between Media uh, talking through Martinsville like we're about to be talking through uh, here in a little bit. But, yeah, make sure you go check out Seth and all them. We talked about it on the golf show, but um, Chris always has a good time. I always have a good time with Seth, and he's a good people. So if you guys look for more NASCAR content, he does fancy football. They do all kinds of stuff over there at IBM. So make sure to check him out as well as – Chris was not the only guest on IBM this week. IBT. Our, our IBT, I'm sorry. I, I always say IBM because of media, but yeah, IBT. Uh, he was not the only guest on IBT with Seth. He was joined by Rory Picks, our boy from Land Coin Podcast, co-host there with Mark. Uh, and Rory and Chris were having a good time talking Martinsville on there. He figured, hey, why not, uh, why not spend a couple hours uh, here with us? So we appreciate Rory Picks coming on, man, uh, as per usual. Uh, as one of our esteemed guests here at Flag Hunting, man. So excited to talk Martinsville, excited to talk a little Miami. I know uh, you and Mark over there at Lane Coin had a good weekend last weekend, eh? Yeah, it was pretty damn good, I'd say. I think Mark walked out of there with like 50, 50 60. I don't know what the hell, <laughs> what he did. Like the exact number, I know it was on up there combined with the Xfinity and then, uh, I had a good Sunday, 24 units. I had a good Saturday last week with the Xfinity, 18 units. So we're 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 heating up for the end of the year. You can't lose at the end of the year. That's fucking that's wrong. You know, you don't let yourself do that. You, you just got to make, yeah, yeah. make good decisions and the right choices, and you got to be you got to be having the Serrano nuts. You know, Major <laughs> League, the movie, the Serrano. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> down the baselines. You gotta have those big nuts. Like you just gotta, you gotta trust your gut, trust your instinct, and you just gotta roll with it. Like that, that's yeah. that's where you always get yourself in trouble when you start second guessing yourself. So look the board over, whatever your first clicks are. Usually those are the right clicks, and let it roll. Like it, if that yeah. takes drinking one bush latte six bush lattes or 12 of them for it to happen like whenever that moment is you roll with it yeah i tell you what man yeah i mean i got to give you and and you and skybox credit i mean the last over the last month it feels like you guys have had some really really sick calls i know both y'all were all over josh barry uh a couple weeks ago where was was that he won at i I apologize was that las vegas vegas yeah yeah Yeah, so josh barry won at vegas i know obviously uh mark had the huge call at 90d at talladega and then both y'all on Larson last week. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys are, again, I mean, I'm sure anyone that's listening to this show already knows Lane Coin boys, but make sure to go over there, show them some love. And, uh, yeah, those are, I mean, they're bookmarked in my uh, podcast as, as my go-to stop for for all the NASCAR debauchery uh, that goes on on that show. So, um, yeah, man, let, let's talk about, I guess, the Miami race, specifically, specifically the cup race, um, because I think – for a lot of people that bet on NASCAR and to watch this stuff, I mean, it was no real shock for Larson to to go out there and, and give the performance that he did. But it did seem like he was flying a little bit under the radar, at least from what I could tell, at least pre-race. So, man, I mean, we've been waiting a long time for 2021 Kyle Larson to show up here this year. Um, you know, me and Rory, I know, have, have punted a few units chasing 
some past form on that. So it was good to see. I you. got his ass though, son. That's right. That's right. That that's a one outright hit will do for you. Right. Make up for a lot of. You, yeah. You know what's scary for the competition mm. is is they're like, oh fuck, we don't have to deal with them at Phoenix this year as far as taking the championship from us, but. Yeah. You know they got to be thinking, holy shit, this team finally like straight up figured this race car out and that dude was just he can't nobody drive that top line like Larson drives that top line yeah if you've ever watched the video like I I watched it a lap of Larson around Homestead and I'm sitting there like how in the hell is it's just perfection it's perfection nobody can perfect what he can do at Homestead on a long run. Like short run, you got a little bit of a chance because tires are new. You can dive it in there, make it stick. But once that's gone, nobody has an answer answer from a boy there. Like you can't argue that it was beautiful. It it was just he would have ran Truex down. Everybody with the Truex tickets can can say whatever they want to, but we were getting ready to see the tire fall off and the disadvantage get ready to take place. He was pouncing. He was just running the same consistent lap, and Truex was pushing the car to Mm -hmm. whatever it could do to try to keep... He he knew. He just had to push it and see where it went. It was going to go, though. It it was going to be quick. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the tweet um, by Auto Racing Analytics where he does, normally does that post every week where he shows you like if there was no cautions or no stage breaks, how would it all have finished out? I already and tweeted it. I Larson, tweeted it. Larson, if you looked at the, if you look at this, obviously this is an audio podcast, but if you go to Twitter or if you just want to listen to what it looks like, what the visual looks like is literally Larson on the lead lap crossing the finish line and then second place coming out of turn two one lap down that is absolutely insane the absolute dominance we just saw from the five team uh, i just talked about it on on a ses show like sometimes we're i know roy is gonna love this comment but sometimes we're a little blind when we look at the data and we try to we try to see what the data is telling us but at the end of the day like i think i even talked about it last week on the podcast like i the 10 to one number was so intriguing. And yet I talked myself out of it with my model. And now looking back, like hindsight 2020, like that was an absolute steal. Like Larson, after what we just saw, Larson probably should have been like four to one. That's why your model spits. Apparently. Mine swallows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is a t-shirt if I've ever heard of (laughs) one. Lane coin needs to rewrite that ASAP and put that on a shirt. That is. That that is. That that's marking my motto right there. <laughs> Ain't it? In a nutshell, it's like we we're I don't know. I feel like I I I've done so well in the past off of just straight up whatever, and yeah. I still have that same feel. But it's nice knowing people that put out really good stats and different things. Like like we never get to see your model. So we hear about it like on here, but like an actual printout. That's what you need to start doing is promoting I gotta, your model. 
I gotta get but, better with the I gotta get better with like the visuals to put out on, on the Twitter sphere. That's gonna be an off season project. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get better in Canva, whatever it's called, and get some get some uh some, some I mean it's nice it's nice comparing uh you know, people that you trust that you know are good like you and and it's nice knowing where everybody sits because you see something random that's sitting out there versus everybody else's, and it's like, hold on, wait a minute here. Let me see what the – it's something that can be a good thing, and it can be like, uh, wait a minute here. We got got a situation going on or something. But yeah. it, it just may be the differences in analytics, my way of thinking, and then somebody else's analytics has something else plugged in or – something here and you're just trying to you're trying to gain an edge it's us versus the books it's not you know us versus everybody else like we all like to see each other winning and we all we all love it even the weeks that we may not hit them and we see other people hitting them i love that shit like i'm like hell yeah at least somebody tore them bitches down this week fuck the books that's right 100 yeah, percent. yeah that's it's like it's and it's like you say like uh well, well what you just said compared to like with what Worm always says like it's always you know you can have a model tell you what you want to tell you but at the same time like it's a it's a it's a good thing to have more things at your expense because as long as you have a good explanation for what you're betting you know that's what matters so uh yeah, yeah no you're 100 percent right we're all here to it's us against the books not us against each other and hey like Ian just said you guys are the hottest betters in NASCAR over the last month so obviously you guys are doing something right and that's something to be proud of so um yeah mark's yeah. pretty good <laughs> yeah you got yourself a good co-host there brother you, you hold on to him <laughs> you hold on to shit, him I, i'm just co-host shit what's I'm that just co- i'm just the co- i'm just the co-host co-co-host <laughs> who's who's yeah. he, you're not producing That's the super what, you say you telling me mark's uh, responsible for all those all that content yeah i don't think you can i don't think you can produce rory rory picks is uh he doesn't follow <laughs> script. He's not writing anything out. I but, don't go off of content. I just roll with it. Yeah. No, you say all. you say that, but you just you just uh, hinted at a TikTok uh, TikTok presence here over the off season. So well, they'll probably all be just roll with it videos. I'm sure it probably will never be anything that's that's planned out. That's what people love about me. I'm just so spur of the moment, and I'm so damn good at it. Like, yeah, I mean, first, uh, first and foremost, that's what, you know, people at the end of the day, a lot of most of us do this for entertainment. You know, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I tune into a podcast because I enjoy what the person has to say and, you know, just the different personalities, whether it's you, whether it's Mark, you know, guys nah, like, your golf, your golf is something else. I appreciate that, Royce. I appreciate that. We're going to try to hit a winner for you. Wesley Bryan here at 400 to one this week. Oh, you know? we're hitting fucking Wesley <laughs> Bryan this week. Shit. That's my retirement yeah. plan this weekend. <laughs> Hit Wesley Pride. I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, you, I'll fly you down to Florida and we can have a good old time with our with our five figure winnings if uh, Wesley Bryan comes. If Wesley Bryan is is in contention, I will put everything on whoever Chris tells me, whoever the hell his favorite driver is this week, because it's just gonna be meant to be. Y'all gonna be playing like double clip coming in. <laughs> you know, you got the golf intro, then you got the NASCAR intro. It, it, it has. Have y'all done that? Y'all hit we, golf we, and NASCAR in the same. We've never, 
No, that's our that's our our goal. We have never hit the double. Very well, if Chris is on. Well, if Chris is on William Byron, it's probably a pretty good <laughs> chance that Wesley Bryan and William Byron oh. are gonna be. You know, you ought to parlay that. What the fuck does that pay? You know, you know, in the very early stages of this podcast, we used to do that. We used to take two of our plays and parlay them together and see what we. Well, could there get. you go. Rory Picks brought it up with the balloons in the background over here. <laughs> Changed things up. Oh, y'all can't see me on this audio podcast, but I, I'm floating in the balloons. So <laughs> I was gonna we're, ask just a, we're just having a good old time. We got. I'm looking that up right now. Y'all go on to whatever, whatever y'all, whatever's next. What, what are you, we gonna roll into? I've, I've got the parlay locked and loaded here, bud. Wesley right, what is? plus William Byron, thirty-six hundred to one. Put a cool five bucks on that. It pays out 18k. So uh, there you go. There so you go. go lock, lock that into my account for the next four days. We're gonna be sweating some nice, uh, nice 3600 to one doubles. On, the uh, WB. The WB. WB double. I mean, heck, that's that's narratives, man. That's that's, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. If I did, if y'all didn't know by now, I really like William Byron a whole lot this week. So. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about Martinsville because I guess we've we've covered our bases here with Miami. Larson, I mean, just a dominant performance. I guess uh, I guess Miami sees track. I think the the reason that I was so awful Larson was just like we've seen this kind of track history from from him before. We've seen him in fast on Saturdays before, and he'd never really been able, at least on the ovals, to carry that over to race pace. Um, he's done it a few times on road courses and some of the short tracks. He's been pretty good, um, but these mile and a half have somehow been his kryptonite even though he's been so dominant on them historically that's kind of been an area that you know it's probably cost him a lot of uh spots in the standings and probably the, one of the main reasons why he's not still fighting for the final four right now but yeah i mean <laughs> i i, I must i mean that's just i think where maybe rory and chris's nascar expertise comes more into the fold because you know you guys can break down his racing line and how you know obviously everyone knows with homestead that high line works so well so uh for you guys to see you through all the bullshit and uh you know, and, and bet the five, despite maybe some of the metrics saying otherwise. Um, yeah, that's that's the props I'm I'm going to give, and um, I'm sure Rory's going to have plenty of takes that I'm excited to hear for about Martinsville here. So I'm gonna let Chris kind of take over for the next few minutes here. He likes he is going to give his track breakdown real quick for those that aren't very familiar with Martinsville, kind of the things he's looking at, and then we'll go into the betting board and uh, and find some bets to to make for the penultimate race in the uh, NASCAR season. Yeah, so we are off to Martinsville, Virginia for the Xfinity 500. Um, not far from, from Rory, as Rory said, he's going to be in attendance uh, as we are in the state of Virginia this week. Uh, we are headed to Martinsville Speedway. It is a, a half-mile short flat track, also known as the Paperclip. Um, that's what you'll see if you're looking at an aerial view of it. Um, the most comparable track, uh, unfortunately, there isn't really one. It's unique. This is a very unique track surface and a, a track shape. We don't really have anything to compare it to, but luckily we do have 2022 Martinville earlier this year to compare to. Um, if you're one of those people that you just can't fathom not using a comp track and you just want to use something, um, Ryan over at iFancy Race, he does say he lightly uses Loudon um, as a loose comparison, uh, which makes sense from a short flat track uh, comparison as it's, you know, short flat. You know, not a lot of banking on the turns. I think we're at 12 degrees here at Martinsville. Uh, I don't know what Loudons is off the top of my head, but it can't be much more or less um, in banking. Um, and then if you really just want to just take 
you know, more next-gen data into uh, effect here. You can look at all short tracks in general in this next-gen era. Um, so that would be like your um, Phoenix is your, uh, yeah, I already mentioned New Hampshire, Richmond, Bristol, um, those tracks. I didn't take them too much into effect this week just because um, I think last week that, excuse me, I think last week that screwed me where I got too much into the weeds, tried to bring in too much track data, and it kind of screwed me when it came down to Homestead because, yeah, I mean, look, Larson was was good my model before all that data came in. So I don't want to dilute it too much. So I'm mainly looking at just Martinsville and a little bit of sprinkle of Loudon. Um, the tire combination this weekend, also unique. We have never seen this tire combination. Uh, it's different from the one we saw here at the spring race um, in Martinsville. Um, they ran a test on this. They had a, uh, a test in August with just like a few teams. And then they did another test uh, in September with every team. Every team can run at least one car. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so they came with this brand new tire combination. So we don't even have a tire code to go off of, which for better or for worse, you know, doesn't bring in any other tracks into play. So we're looking at strictly just Martinsville data pretty much. Um, and then with the lack of passing that we saw in the spring, plus what we saw at Bristol this last month, um, I think it's a good thing because it gives us a little data to go off of, off of especially playoff data. Um, but also, and I'll talk about this in a minute, it shows me how important qualifying is going to be this week because without with the with the lack of passing with the you know colder temperatures we saw here in the spring um it's not gonna be as cold on sunday but i do think you know just based on what we've seen passing isn't something that's probably going to be that expected so i do think qualifying is going to be uber uber important we do have two qualifying bets we've only got one outright so far so um i know rory's going to touch on that too as we just talked about that on on seth's podcast but anyways i was completely prepared to come on here and say here are all my leans, but I don't have any bet yet, bets yet, just because I do think I'm I am gonna place a lot of my card come Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning. Um, I don't have many units invested at this point. I've only I think got like five and a half units right now invested. I normally have like seven or eight by now, um, but that's boring. So we're gonna at least have a few bets for you uh, by show end, and I know Roy's got some takes as well. Um, so what did the model actually? What did I actually put in the model? What did that model spit out? Or I guess what did uh. Yeah, I guess what it's been out is according to what Rory would say. Um, so I've got all Martinsville data. It's swallows. Oh, swallow. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Sorry. No, yeah, you're yeah. swallow. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, yeah. so I've got all Martinsville <laughs> data from 2019 to now, which uh, average finish and driver rating over the last seven races there. I've got the uh, average finish and average qualifying at the shorter flat tracks. So that's the only metric I am looking at where I am bringing other tracks. Uh, I'm looking at Martinsville average finish and qualifying from the last three fall races. I've kind of been using that lately. Just kind of look at some playoff races, historical playoff races. So we're looking at the, just the fall. Um, I've got similar track total speed, which really only has Martinsville and Loudoun. I've got 2022 total speed at all tracks. The last six races average finish and drive rate, and then the last 15 races average finish and drive rate. So what does that model spit out? So Rory, you're you're sitting here shitting on my model, but here, listen to this. You're going to like this. Top 10 of my model. Number one, William Byron. Number two, Chase Elliott. Number three, Joey Logano. Number four, Denny Hamlin. Number five, Ryan Blaney. Number six, Christopher Bell. Number seven, Kevin Harvick. Number eight, Kyle Larson. Number nine, Martin Truex. Number 10, Brad Keselowski. So that brings us uh, to the schedule on uh, Saturday and Sunday. We got qualifying at noon on Saturday and, or sorry, practice at noon on Saturday and then qualifying right after that at 1245. Like I said, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to those, to those splits. That's going to determine a lot of our card. Um, and then we got the race at two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, we are looking at 
weather, like Rory mentioned on Seth's podcast, it's going to be sunny. It's going to be low 60s, high 50s compared to what we saw here in the spring, which was like low 40s. So we hopefully will have a little more tire wear this time around as the sun will uh, have a bigger effect and maybe hopefully have better racing here. Um, but yeah, it's actually be- going to be over overcast and that sucks. Oh, well, at least it'll be warmer yeah. in general, though. But maybe that'll be in and out, you know. Maybe we'll see that peak of sunshine like we've seen at Richmond, and all of a sudden things like everything changes out pretty good. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't really realize. I mean, I guess uh, I'm I'm privileged to be down here in Florida for the winter, but yeah, it's getting pretty cold up there in, in Virginia these days. Eh? It's what high of like 61, high of <clears throat> coming up on uh, on this weekend. I'm not happy about it. I'm ready to move to Florida. Like. <laughs> yeah. I just I just gotta gotta talk the wife into it. I just moved down there and and you and and me and Mark and whenever we can get Chris down there, you know, he's stuck in North Carolina. If we can talk him into coming, we just podcast all the time. There you go. Let's make yeah make it make it a full time thing. But uh, betting betting yeah, gambling playing golf and drinking bush lattes. Yeah, drinking bush lattes, <laughs> going to the races. We 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 find us a good lake around there to go fishing in, and and yeah. we just we just sit down there and just chill. Yeah, I got a lake for you, Rory, to, to fish on. It's called the Atlantic Ocean, big dog. Take you out. You got to see a little charter. Let's uh. Oh, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, bro. Let's go. Let's go bottom fishing for some grouper or something like that. But uh. Yeah, yeah bud. But uh, yeah, before we get into the odds board, I did kind of want to bring up the fact that obviously this is the last race in the round of eight, which means obviously the championship four will be sealed uh, after Sunday evening. So I just want to give a quick rundown of kind of who's in contention, who needs a win, uh, who might be racing for points. So Joey Logano obviously is locked in with his win at Las Vegas. You have Ross Chastain, uh, the number one driver in terms of points, um, playoff points that is of the driver, the seven drivers that are still contending for that final four spot. He is at 4101. Eight points behind him is Chase Elliott. William Byron is six, point, six points behind Chase, 14 behind Ross Chastain. So this is the top three. Um, and obviously with Logano already locking it up, only three of the seven drivers can get it on points remaining. So Chastain, Elliott, and Byron are the three guys in pole position right now. Denny Hamlin finds himself five behind the cut line. Uh, Ryan Blaney finds himself 18 points behind the cut line. And then Christopher Bell and, Chris, and uh, Chase Briscoe, pretty much in must-win situations. I think Bell is... Uh, something like 33 points behind the cut line. Uh, Chris Bell is something like 44, 45 points behind the cut line. So for the 20 and the 14, it's very simple. Pretty much win and you're in, just like uh, Bell found himself in. Bell found himself in a month ago at the Roval. Uh, for Hammond and Blaney, um, I guess it, a lot of it depends on how the 9 car and the 24 car really get off. But uh, certainly... Blaney is 18 points under the cut line. So he's almost in must-win must win yeah. territory. Very true. Very true. Uh, well, here's yeah. my thing with whoever you're going to take to win this, you might as well put lay a little coin on them to win the championship. Because more than likely, unless it's Denny Hamlin or something, I mean, Hamlin, you're probably even going to lose a little bit, you know, on outright as what he yeah. is right now going in. So just, I don't even know what the odds are. I'd have to pull them up to even yeah. see, but that was one thing I was thinking. It's like I might as well just double, double yep. place because it's funny how those things work work themselves out, especially with a guy like Bell or whatever. If you're gonna take him outright to win here, 
you might as well take Bell at whatever the hell his price is, is to win the whole thing because he is a threat at Phoenix. Yeah, me and Chris been sitting on those those twenty twenty five to one tickets for for quite some time now on C Bell, so I'm already maxed out on what how much I can bet on him. So, but if I would, he's currently fifty to one on the book I'm looking at. So certainly something to think about if you do like his chances here at Martinsville. Um, Elliot, just for reference, Chase Elliot. Hey, right he he's a hundred to one right now, on DK. That's the same price he was before the Robo race too. Same price. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, I'm always down for a Seabell bet, but let's get into the actual odds board here. Uh, starting with the top here, we're going to go eight to one and beyond. There's a kind of a there's a pack of four uh, right here as, as a clear favorites. Plus 750. We have Chase Elliott and Danny Hamlin as co-favorites. And then right behind them, just 50 cents behind them. Ryan Blaney, William Byron. So a lot of the a lot of the names we just talked about kind of fighting, jousting for playoff positioning are seem to be set up very, very well here at Martinsville. Elliott, Hamlin, Blaney, and Byron. I'm going to throw it to Rory first. We know you're big on the 24. What's your leans uh, maybe for and against these drivers here at the top? Well, yeah, I, I, like, I like William Byron a whole lot. I mean, as good as that car was earlier this year and as good as he's been at Martinsville in the past, if you want to throw it past into future, it, it looked pretty good to me earlier this year i mean elliot looked good also and then it's like the car just i don't know what happened to it in the middle middle of the race it i don't know if he used the brakes up over driving it or or what it was early on and byron just took care of his equipment and then it was like it, it was almost like willie b had a better car than he did anyway and, and byron took care of his equipment a whole lot better than chase did so that that's a guy that I like here at Martinsville that can take care of his equipment. Um, another guy that's really good here. I love Joey Logano, top five plus one ten. I mean, I I can almost guarantee you that car is going to be up there towards the end of that race. I mean, he's been good. He's been good on all the short tracks this year, and he's been good on all the flat track comps. If if you want to look them up and compare a few of his runs on your your flatter tracks and that's where this guy excels like he he runs decent on mile and a half and and he finds setups and different tracks that fit him as far as on a mile and a half scale and then you come to these types of tracks and this is the guy that you talk about now especially with this new car like every week i mean he started it off at the coliseum which is a flat track one it one at Gateway, one at Darlington. Yep. I mean, did he win at Richmond? No, he yep. hasn't won at Richmond, but he ran good. Dominated a lot of that race at Richmond. So, he I mean, it. He 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 just he. If you can give him a car that can can turn in the corner right here, you know Paul Wolf's gonna make the right decisions and have that car up there come the end of the race, and then. If it turns into cautions and things, he's he's maybe the best driver, if not one of the top three or so on restarts of gaining position. So he's a great guy to have near the end of the race. He also uses bumper. He's not scared. Like he he's flat out. He just says like you're not gonna like me on the racetrack, and if you don't like me off the racetrack because you don't like me on the racetrack, then so be it. But I'm 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 in win mode. Like he he's Dale Earnhardt Senior in this generation. He he pisses off a lot of people and he backs it up with 
he can drive a race car. Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting comparison for sure. I would I would wonder if he was more of a blue collar kind of hero from the working class South. I wonder if he would be more than what he is. Yeah, well, I know he said Dale Earnhardt was his driver. Yeah, coming up, a lot so, of it in style. Yeah, you can see a lot I, of it. I respect that. I I think I'd be like, I mean, I'm like that out there on the interstate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like you ain't even gotta get me on the racetrack to start wanting to knock motherfuckers out the way. I mean, shit. Little bump and run, yeah. Little bump and run in the corner there. I mean, I got a black Duramax, so you know. Yeah, you got plenty it's of intimidate. It's intimidating. <laughs> that's right and I, to, your, to your point about Logano man is I feel like if anyone's going to win the championship that I would be not happy be, from a fan standpoint but from a better standpoint me and Chris have talked about this on and off throughout the year like Logano versus Blaney has been just some, one of the most interesting kind of like comparisons to make every single week just because these books I don't know if it's public sentiment is driving this I don't know what their what their metrics are saying but Logano is Blaney speed it's yeah, Blaney speed, but, but they're that not accounting the dumbass shit that they do. They're just going yeah. off of the metrics. And right. then you throw in Blaney's just, he's played. Yeah. I, I have no confidence when I take him whatsoever going into any track. It's like I'm just waiting on a disaster to freaking happen. It, it It's totally different when I have money on a guy like Logano. I have money on a guy like Hamlin. Like, yeah. it's totally different when I'm taking my damn hard-earned money that I actually bet on this shit. Who yeah. do I feel the most comfortable putting money on, and how am I going to get money on this driver? Like, right. I'm looking at those drivers, and I'm looking at everything that involves those drivers when I'm looking to make my card, and I'm trying to figure out some way, somehow, which position puts me in the best situation that I'm going to hit this with the people that I'm targeting. And that's what I kind of did last week with my card that it, it was, I had a lot of Larson, like I'm just thinking he's straight up going to have the car and kick the shit out of everybody. Yeah. And then I go with Hamlin top five and he runs in the fucking wall. Like, I'm yeah. like, can you not make it four more goddamn laps without hitting the fucking wall and let me catch this three units I got on you on top five, asshole? Like, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, but I will tell you, if I ask my wife Sunday morning, like, who the fuck's going to win this race? And she tells me Denny Hamlin, I'm probably going to take a fucking second mortgage out on the house and put it all on Denny Hamlin. Because I'm telling you right now, she says Denny Hamlin Denny Hamlin will win this race Sunday. She's the whisper. She's the 11 whisper then, eh? She is. Okay. Okay. And especially with Denny Hamlin, random ass, just out of nowhere. Denny Hamlin's gonna win today. She, she kills it. Well, I'll tell you what, Roy. As someone with a with a 10 to one or 11 to one ticket on Hamlin to win the championship, you need to get some intel quick on Phoenix because uh, me and Chris <laughs> are one big time over here. We've been sweating this ticket for two or three months. Y'all uh, took choke job Hamlin to win the championship. We did. We did. We're we're all on Team Toyota this year. Yeah, we're, we're on, literally on Bell and Hamlin. I also have a Blaney ticket, but I, I don't know if that's going to – I took it right before Daytona at 16-1. to 1, So may the, may the unicorns be with y'all. <laughs> I'm hoping so, man. I just want a shot. Just give me a shot in Phoenix. That's all I want because I don't want to have to bet plus 250 uh, outright. Yeah. 
Well, See, we'll talk, may the force may the force be with Ross Chastain. See, oh, I gave y'all I gave y'all the unicorn on that one for taking yeah. Denny Hamlin. Yeah, See, I I get the force. Star Wars, they they're backing me on Rossi. Oh, watermelon boy. Yeah, that's uh. I'm guessing you have a just a melon boy. Just a melon boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's throw it. We've got uh, we've got William Byron, Joe Logano as Roy's top picks here at the top of the board. I know Chris has already made an outright selection here at the top, underneath eight to one. So pretty big bull being fired here early in the week. Chris, what are you uh, seeing from seven to one to eight to one here on this odds board? Yeah. So I do I do like Roy's William Byron outright for sure. Like like I said, he's number one in my model. I, I, I mean, was one he's of the guys. Number one in your model. That was the one. That's the model that's going to start swallow. We we got you hooked up here. You're right. You're Your right. Your modeling ain't spitting no more. It's got Willie B at the top. <laughs> we got Wesley Bryan at the top of Ian's model. <laughs> my model. Four hundred to one. On the top we're, of my model. We're, we're gonna be living the dream come Monday and probably be banned from whatever sports book. <laughs> I was gonna say if we hopefully catch everybody. Hopefully a lot of people play that. Fuck them. Yeah, the WB WB squared. It's like I mean, it was just made made to be. <laughs> Chris, we're talking through. Yeah, yeah. I but, got so, five on it. So if if I'm gonna go with all right, the model I've been going with the whole time, this whole time is what I want to look at this not. week is <laughs> can't I can't do. <laughs> so. What I've been saying this whole time is that qualifying is important. I think qualifying is going to be uber important this week. What I want to look at as far as like who's going to be, whose number is going to get shorter come Sunday morning. And right now the guy that's speaking the most to me is Chase Elliott at the top, plus 750. We're already getting a discount on him compared to other books. A lot of other books have him at 650 or plus 600. We're getting to a plus 750, so we got that extra dollar dollar fifty. Plus the fact that he is really good at qualifying at this track. He already qualified second here this year. He was second at Loudoun. If you go back and look um, historically, um, in 20, uh, 2019, oh crap, I lost my page. Here it is, yeah. In, uh, so this year is first, and then in 2019, he also qualified second. So um, pretty much Chase is, I mean, if you look at qualifying odds, he's plus 650 to win the poll. If we're going to get, we're not taking that poll, uh, we're not taking him to win poll as a bet, but if he's going to win poll and it looks like he probably will, that plus 750 number is going to be gone, way gone. He's going to be probably plus 500, plus 550 come Sunday, come, what's come Paul, race day. What's Paul to win this week? Plus 650 for Chase. No, no, he's talking what's about Paul to win. win. Oh, oh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. I didn't look at that. It's on DK. because what I'm thinking here is, is if it's around what it's been being, but my only problem with that is, like, we've seen some weird short track pole winners this year. Like, if if somebody comes out and wins that, and, and so it's plus 750, actually, it looks like. Yes. So if somebody deeper than, like, what, 10 to 1 wins pole? Yeah, you, but it's not going to happen here, more than likely. Like, unless it's Amarillo. Right. Maybe Corey LaJoy with that just... Whatever that, like, I'm taking Corey LaJoy top 10 at least this week and probably sprinkling everywhere with him, just bucket like 
Wouldn't that be the coolest fucking story heading into Phoenix? Corey LaJoy, like, had the fastest car in practice earlier this year, and then nobody takes him. Like, hey. give me some Corey LaJoy. That's, that's, a, that's a hashtag moonshot right there. I, no, I got a, I got a real yeah, moonshot for you guys. That's Corey a mark in Mississippi after fucking a 30 rack and a goddamn half jar moon of moonshine. Moonshot <laughs> over here. Like, I, yeah. Roy, you want a, you want a house in Florida? Yeah. Corey LaJoy, Wesley Bryan double, 210,000 to one. <laughs> You really want me to retire and move to Florida, aren't you? <laughs> we just play golf and get fucked up all the time. Five bucks to win a milli. Hey, why not us? Why not us, Roy? Why not? Yeah, I just I just bring the kids down there. We live in a fucking teepee. I don't, you don't need a teepee with a damn 200,000 to one hit. Well, I mean, I'm talking about on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Like, on the beach. Like, yeah, you just random pick up and move. Whatever. We can probably, meet new meet new people, bullshit. We could like probably just buy the whole island. Huh? We could probably just buy the whole island of Bermuda if we hit this thing. So let's just we'll just have our own island. All right, well fuck it. Let's <laughs> do this. What's the max I can bet on this? I can only bet a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> so you're gonna have to <laughs> state me somewhere else. All right. I'm, I'll check out what I can go. Well, Holy shit! Dollar twenty-five. What is a dollar twenty-five pay? Uh, like four hundred k, three hundred k. Yeah, you know that's a start. Yeah, that's something, right? <laughs> we'll be like my man Colin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know he said that's a decent week. Yeah, it's a decent little With week. Like a little bit more, but <laughs> life-changing yeah. moment. If if Corla Joy and Wesley Bryan win, then yeah, uh, this this whole endeavor will be worth its while for for sure. <laughs> oh goodness me! Anyway, um, God damn if either of them win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we need both. We're getting greedy, Roy. I'm I'm actually cashing my single out. I'm just betting the double. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh lord all right let's talk about some bets that uh that aren't that are gonna come second to Corey LaJoy then uh so we got Chase Elliott plus 750 for Chris we have Logano and Byron I'm, I'm have you made the uh have you made the actual bet yet Roars or are we just yeah. uh, still in yeah what do you I bet have, I have bet Byron plus 800 yep and then Joey plus 110 as a top 10 or top five right yeah, yeah and I got three units on Joey Okay. Five. Good. So a nice hammer drop on the Joey placement. We got an outright on Byron and outright on Elliott so far. Let's move on into the teens here. It's kind of the mid pack. A couple of interesting names. Obviously, Christopher Bell, we just talked about, needs a win uh, to advance into the final four. He's 12 to 1 on this book. Kyle Bush, 14 to 1. I don't know if anyone's interested in Kyle Bush these days. Kyle Larson coming off the most dominant performance I can remember in recent NASCAR history, 14 to 1. Ross Chastain at 14. And then Kevin Harvick, Happy Harvick at 16 to 1. Shout out to Rory and his family. Uh, but Bell, yeah. Bush, Kyle Larson, Chastain, and Harvick. I'll throw it to Chris here first. If he has any leans in this range, any fades, or if we're just skipping all this all together. Yeah, from now right perspective, none of these guys really interest me, to be completely honest. Um, I mean, if if you really wanted to to stretch it, you could say Christopher Bell might be the most interesting just because he's got such a good prowess, these short, flat tracks. Um, I do actually want to go back to the previous range for a second because I forgot to talk about one bet. 
Um, yeah. Not in the outright market, but we did hint on Ryan Blaney for a little bit. Uh, and I talked about this on Seth's show as well. Um, and Rory talked about how, you know, you don't ever want to bet Blaney because it seems like he, you know, seems to go backwards more than forwards, especially when he's not out front. Um, but when there's nobody else on the racetrack and they're going for pole, Ryan Blaney tends to be very good at that. Uh, you can currently find Ryan Blaney for pole at 12 to 1. Um, so far on the short flat tracks this year, or just short tracks in general, he's ranked second in qualifying among all drivers. He's got a first at Phoenix. He's got a first at Richmond. Uh, he's only qualified outside the top 10 um, once, and that was at uh, Loudoun. Um, so uh, I think Ryan Blaney, and then historically, Ryan Blaney has qualified, um, he has qualified 12th and 6th over the last few years here. So um, I think at 12 to 1, I think Ryan Blaney, he's been really good at, at qualifying this year, especially in this next-gen car. The Fords have been fast. Um, so I do think Ryan Blaney 12 to 1 is a good Ford, but I'm putting a unit on that. That is one that I do have clicked in um, yeah. so far. But uh, among these guys listed here in this range, yeah, Christopher Bell's listed the highest among these for me. I think Kevin Harvick is always kind of sneaky at these kind of tracks. He can, he just knows how to like always just be there at the end. Um, Rodney, Rodney isn't there. That's a good point. That's a good point. But as far as total speed at these tracks, 10th at Martinsville, 4th at New Hampshire, 4th at Bristol. So if you just want to get short tracks, Harvick has had speed at these tracks. So um, I'm not betting him outright. I don't, I may look at him in the match in matchups, but um if I had to go with the, if I, I'm not betting any of these guys, if I had to give a lean, that's, that's the direction I would go. Rory, what about you? Yeah, I kind of like in matchups, AJ Allmendinger plus 100 over Chase Briscoe. Like, Here's a bad, I, may fuck, I may put 500 on that right now, actually. Like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, dude, yeah. money. I mean, nah. dude, you're going to be so excited for that college team next year because he is. Keenly in the top ten. Yeah, he's been on fire in both series, but he has impressed the shit out of me in this Cup series here recently. I that's why why I slammed him in the matchup as a dog last time. What the fuck is he doing a dog to John Hunter? Name I should have hit that for a lot more than what the fuck I did. Like, I like but, that, but I love that forty-five scheme, the one with the billfish on it, the Columbia PFG. I don't know if you saw that. He was out of the race before we could really get a good look at it. But, you know, John Hunter was – he was rocking the – Oh, John Hunter, yeah. Yeah, John Hunter. I, did, I didn't get to see him because I was at the Redskins and Fudge Packers game. You were. You were. <laughs> but you cast a ticket nonetheless because uh, – I Hunter, did. I, he ran I himself the top five. Of five. Of a lot. I don't even know what happened in the game because I was just shooting the shit with everybody and fucking <laughs> paying attention to what Kyle Larson was doing. I had my earbud in. Like, I yeah. was running up and down, back and forth, you know, to the bathroom, whatever, with the kids and getting yeah. food. And I didn't mind it because I knew my man was, like, going to cash some bags today. <laughs> like, I think, crazy. honestly, because I was looking at live odds, man. I was looking at live odds during that race, and, like, it took about 30 laps from Kyle Larson to get from, like, plus 700 to, like, even money. Like, books were like, oh, well, the this we know how this is going to go. The books knew. Yeah. Once they seen him out there and then whatever it is that they look at and who's in charge of their odds. Yeah. I would have never put Kyle Larson at what the fuck they had him. Yeah. I thought that was dumb as hell. 
Yeah, he was basically the only car on the track for a lot of that race, to be honest with you. I mean, we we had we both had Hamlin, me and Chris. We had him. Uh, Hamlin was starting second on that final restart with about, I don't know, I don't even know how many laps were left, maybe 15 well, or 20. The, the crazy thing was is his number really never moved. After it was like It was like they already knew they were fucked. Right. They, they had so much money pour in on him at fucked up odds. They were like, if we move it now, we're going to have more money fucking come in because people are going to be chasing right. this number. We're just going to fucking sit here and I don't know how much people really took him before practice and qualifying but I would want to say once the majority of the public seen who some people were on yeah I would think that brought in more money late and I I think they were at a fucking point where they were just it's like what do you what do you what do you do now like I don't know. I mean, I I would have to imagine it had to have been a lot of money on him as far as yeah. Well, that's why that's why NASCAR threw the caution when uh Truex and all of them were done pitting to to put him back in seventh place for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they wanted they wanted to Cash see him out. pass some cars. You know what I'm saying? Like they you had did. to add the, they had point. to add a few points to somebody's DFS lineup for a few <laughs> passes because. It just wasn't good enough that he was going to lead every lap and have like almost all the fastest laps on <laughs> on the racetrack. Like yeah. it wasn't enough. We we got to add on to this a little bit. We got to challenge old boy. So we gotta I see if he can actually. That showed you how good that car was, though. He came he came right back up through there, and I no. think he could have came back through up through there faster if he wanted to in that situation yeah but he knew if he took care of the tires eventually he'd run truex's ass down like you could hear it in daniel's voice too when daniel came with the radio he was like just keep plugging along brother he can't keep it up so yeah you can tell that they had it he in my opinion he he's so damn good as a crew chief he he's so cool collective like he gives the best like motivational like speeches during the race yeah. Yeah. He almost sounds like Rory, you know. A little bit. We just give them we just give those motivational speeches like, Hey, we're gonna get the fucking car right. Go win me some money, motherfucker. <laughs> well here, I I got a proposition for you, Rory. You can have that same five car on Cliff Daniels <coughs> at fourteen to one this week. What do you what do you think about Larson here at the Xfinity five hundred? I don't have a whole lot of faith in it. Oh no. I think I think whoever wins this race is going to Phoenix. Right. Right. So I mean, saying, well, I, I just feel like the final eight are going to qualify well. You might have one, you know, just straggler out there or something like that. But yeah. you got to believe these guys are going to show up with their best effort and it's a lot of it's a lot of guys that can lay a quick lap down. They know how important track position is here. So it it's one of those things where if you screw qualifying up, mm-hmm. you have to be hoping and praying for like something to get you up there. Because after you've seen the first race and then after you've done tire testing and everything else, like they have to be knowing now whether 
is there even a possibility of an outside laner? Is this gear shifting thing going down in the turn and just screwing basically everything up other than just we're just straight up into bumper cars now? Yeah. Like they're they're gonna throw the bumper this time. It ain't gonna be like the spring race. They yeah. ain't gonna just sit there and ride. It's gonna be a lot of use of the bumper and movement. So this race might actually turn out to be interesting just on a entertainment standpoint for your random ass NASCAR fan. If they happen to get over there, they're going to see somebody crash and it's bad for the driver. Sorry. I'm not wishing that on anybody, but this, this could turn into quite, quite the entertainment because if I know I got to get in the playoffs, I'm moving whoever the hell I got to get to move to get in the playoffs and hope they don't spin and crash. Right. Sounds like uh sounds like a lot of fun, but it sounds like a little bit of a headache maybe for gamblers. <laughs> to be honest with you, you got to hope your car's up front because, like you said, middle that pack and. and well, you sort- just yes. you just gotta you just gotta pick that pit bull, like like my man NASCAR Money showed showed last week in a tweet. He not NASCAR Money, NASCAR DGM. Yeah. Oh, Joey Slagano. He posted. He said Larson um, had X-rays and showed Pitbull <laughs> in there. Showed some dog in there. Like oh, you gotta take them dogs at them at these places. Like that's why I love Joey Logano because he's a dog. You know, yeah. he just it, hey, you wanna play bumper cars, motherfuckers? I love playing bumper cars. <laughs> I mean, that's the guy I want. I want the Dale Earnhardt of this generation. I don't want. The fucking um, let's Jeff say Gordon. Uh, yeah. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon drive hard. Like I, I'm just trying I, to think of the best drivers, ones that blood on speed. But I, I'm not a NASCAR historian, so I can't really speak to it too much. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to really slam anybody, but <laughs> but you know, well, I, I mean, if if you really want to talk about talk about the the guys that are just too nice it it almost seems like a willie b or somebody like that that like mm-hmm. takes takes beatings and they're not really that type of driver so to speak like they talk a big game and then it comes up it's time to do it and they don't yeah mark martin mark martin through years kids if like, Mac- about 99% of his career was like that until until uh, the Matt, fuck Matt Ken- we ain't even getting on Matt Kenseth right now I could fucking That's choke fun. Matt Kenseth I don't like Matt Kenseth okay we'll we'll it off of that but um I guess if there's ever if there's ever such a such an asshole like you said you didn't want to be on it Rory or he is he's a he's like He's like that fucking kid that didn't get the participation trophy growing up (laughs) and and is mad because somebody moved his ass out of the way to win a race because he was blocking. You were blocking, dude. What the fuck else do you expect is going to happen? Joey just said, coming down into this turn, if he goes low, Joey had made his mind up, I'm going high regardless of where he's going. But if he goes high, I'm not backing out of the throttle and his ass is going spinning because he's been blocking for the past how many ever laps. And right. I got the faster race car. Kiss my ass. That's right. Like, that, yeah. 
that's what I thought the most of the controversy was, was the fact that Joey, very much similar to how he passed Byron at Darlington this year, was he could have just got around Kenseth, but he decided to he decided to bring well, his that was worse earlier this year. I will say that he 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 put him had definitely and could have passed him clean. What I'm saying is, is that this type of situation, mile and a half, where you're playing with the wind and just constantly just going every damn which way that he's going. Yeah. Eventually, it's just like I'm taking this line. And if your stupid ass is dumb enough to come down here, I'm going to teach you don't fucking do that. Hey, fair enough. I'm, like, I'm excited. I'm excited. We've just, we've just discovered war is a big 22 truther. Like he's, he's digging <laughs> it, man. I, I've never been, I've never met such a stuff. I've quite a bit of money on Joey. So That'll that do might it. have something to, to do with it. That'll do it. Yeah. Gambling, gambling does that to you sometimes. I, uh, I can recall a few golfers that uh, that I'm not too big a fans of anymore because they burst a couple bets of mine. So. And that was my dad. That was my dad's favorite driver. So the 22 or the yeah, I guess, yeah Logano. Nice. Yeah, he was a Ford guy. So okay, he he liked the Ford drivers. I'm I'm Chevrolet. Me and Chris were both Chevy too. I mean, both are. I mean, Chris's dad worked for DEI. My dad was a big DEI fan, so that's we were we're all about the Monte Carlos in our household. Yeah, I mean, if you ain't got a left foot leaning on a Chevy, what the fuck do you really have in life? There you yeah. go. There's, there's Christopher's number one Steve Park card he's got in the mail. Think of that. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> sweet. eBay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've uh we've done our fair share of die-cast hauling uh, over the last few months here. With, <laughs> that's how I, every time I get an outright on uh, on flag hunting, that's, that's kind of my treat to myself is a little – Little uh, little one <laughs> scale, little die cast for the for the for the. That's um, a good. That's a great idea. I'm yeah, gonna. I, I see where Skybox was starting to do that. I'm gonna call him out tomorrow night on on the show and be like, "Where's my fucking die cast at?" <laughs> I'm gonna make him start buying me a die cast for every every win too. I, I tell you what, how about you know it'd be good content for either me and Chris or you and or you and Skybox a little friendly bet like either over the course of a year or course of however long whoever uh picks more winners or something like that or whoever makes more money in like a one and done it's like a little die cast bet you know me and derek uh me and derek picks by blazer boy derek yoder we do uh we do a dozen balls bet uh which i lost at the bj championship but chris got us back at uh has he paid that bet off yet the over uh 16 and a half drivers you gotta remind yeah no yeah he said he wanted to re- he wanted to deliver it in person Oh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, good man. That's our boy Derek. But uh, yeah, a little friendly wager, like a little friendly segment, like the winner. Oh, what? I don't know. Like either, um, either you guys could each pick a driver and then like tally the matchups. Like if you pick, like if you pick Byron, he picks Elliot. Whoever finishes higher on the week gets a point, and then the loser yeah. has to win a diecast or something like that. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Full of content. I, I was thinking about something else too. While yeah. that was going on, I, I appreciate that idea. Yeah, big dog. You're going to see coming to the Laying Coin podcast later on this year, two great ideas because you gave me an idea with that and then you put an idea out there. So you created the Ian diecast effect. It's all, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. Content, content's content. What, no, matter who, uh, no matter who in the industry is, it's for. So. 
Um, yeah, man, we, we, we've talked through a lot of this, a lot of this betting board. Uh, Chris likes, I mean, I guess Christopher Bell and Harvick are your two lanes here in the teens. Um, Rory, do you like anyone from like 12 to 16? Like, I, I know you're always a Harvick guy. Are you, uh, are you interested in him at all from like a proper hour standpoint? The one that has my curiosity and the, I think he's going to qualify good is Christopher Bell. Okay. In that range. Like, if he qualifies well, I can see him running up front and possibly if he gets out front winning this race. Like, he's been pretty impressive all year. Just some of his finishes doesn't, like, if you sat there and looked at all his finishes and you yeah. didn't watch the race, you wouldn't have no idea that he actually had a really good car at some point in that race. Like, I I can see, see him. I I would like more for a placement bet. I'd just rather just go out and take him outright for this and then add some more on him at a hundred to one championship too. Cause yeah, you might yeah. as well. Like what else could beat that if you hit him already for the race win and then next week you take him at a hundred to one, you put 25 on it and it pays back 2,500 and you don't even have to bet him next week. You only have to think about Christopher Bell. Yeah. I was about to say Rory, Rory's not even looking at the, uh, the, what is it? Nine to one, 10 to one, whatever that price told the one price. He's looking at the hundred one for next week. He's just looking, he's looking ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like you got a guy that is very, very capable in my opinion of winning oh, yeah. Phoenix at a hundred to one. hundred percent. Like that's, that's almost damn near. This is Martinsville. Anything, anything can happen. Like I, next thing you know, some people wreck out, and he even makes it in on points. I mean, nobody, if, nobody's out. Yeah, out of this. If he can beat Chase and Reddick and Elmendinger at the Roval, he can certainly win this race at Martinsville. So we might have to have some, um, some text message exchange between me and Rory trying to get. Try to get me in on that hundred to one because I'm I'm feeling like I want to add a little bit of money onto my Christopher Bell future. To be honest with you, that's that's my favorite driver outside of Larson. So yeah, why not? Uh, but yeah, so C Bell seems to be kind of consensus between both our guys here at twelve to one. If you are going to make a, a move in this range, we're going to move on. I know Roy already touted Almondinger over Bris- as a, over Briscoe as an outright that he likes a lot. Um, I know as we kind of get into the twenty and thirty to one, forty to one range, it becomes more about outright or becomes more about props and matchups than it does about outrights. So if as we move into like I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you another matchup, and people are probably gonna think I'm crazy. But Kyle Larson plus one ten over Martin Truex. Okay. Martin Truex has no interest whatsoever to me at this track with Shifton and and whatever else. I think he's gonna run like shit. And I think Larson is actually going to be pretty good here. He's had a pretty good speed speed ranking through the years here. It's just been pit stops, dumb shit, speeding on pit road, different things like that. Yeah, I I I think that's a little over exaggerated. On Martin Truex used to be the man here until this new car showed up. Truex or Larson over Truex plus one ten. I think you. I don't think you might. I don't think you have to go through a book this week, Roy, to get that uh, large number Truex plus 110. I think Chris will take your action right now based on the look on his face. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, look at the numbers, though. He's really not wrong. Like, Larson has been better than I thought at these short Give flats. Give me plus but... 200, and I'll put it in three. 
<laughs> but he skipped but, over, yeah, he skipped 90 cents and just goes straight for the <laughs> yeah but true i mean I skip up, you know i like to get those plus money you make, good you make a good lawyer Roy. just just go straight <laughs> the everybody's school. always told me that yeah why in the hell did you not go to law school like i like arguing with people like i would love pissing judges off i don't know why i didn't think about this earlier in my life you're doing pretty good as a nascar uh nascar analyst Roy. to be honest <laughs> with you out there out there just ca- casually counting 30 plus units at a at homestead last week so well, maybe eventually I'll be able to pay for my law school with that. There you go. We then got I go to law school. Then I can piss off judges by getting people off of bullshit stuff that I just read into, like, everything. But then I wouldn't be very good at NASCAR. So, you know what? Fuck that. That wouldn't be very much fun. That's right. That's right. We're, we're, we're in good shape. Just keep doing what we're doing. And then the... Uh, the possibilities are endless in the future for us, whether it's owning an island or Rory going to law school. <laughs> <laughs> we got it all. We got it all on the horizon in the next few years here if we keep hitting nine to one winners. Um, You'd be surprised at the laws that I know. I I don't I don't doubt you, Rory. To be honest with you, I couldn't even. You gotta have all your bases covered. You know, that's one thing my dad taught me. He he worked for insurance company probably the last. 15 20 years of his like working career so he he taught me a lot of things that he just asked a lot of like questions and then he had a guy that was like his supervisor supervisor that was a lawyer that just like you just find out like all kinds of random ass shit especially in the i can tell you all kinds of like laws on the car side of things Crazy. Just the shit you pick up. <laughs> you always got to be paying attention. You never know when this shit might be useful. I guess You're not so. wrong. Anything. I guess so, man. I thought you were going to go into the, uh, into the, <laughs> I thought you were talking more about the rights being read to you on the side of the road more so than, <laughs> more so than the laws in the, uh, in the courthouse. But <laughs> that has never happened to me. The closest call I've ever had, I got pulled over for speeding in a speed trap. I wasn't paying attention. I was fucking around with the damn radio, some shit. Well, I got a 45 loaded in the floorboard. I got a fucking bush latte in the damn driver's (laughs) console, a cup holder, whatever you want to call it, sitting there. And I knew it. As soon as I passed him, I was like, this motherfucker's going to come out here. Well, I just put tires on the truck. So I knew what my excuse was going to be. I always rode around with a fucking, like, case of Fireball. You know, the little Fireball cinnamons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you buy them at Sam's Club, the big case. I always rode around <laughs> with a... I fucking reached around there. I grabbed that, shoved the bush latte in the back, threw my Carhartt jacket over top of it, didn't say a word about having the gun in the fucking car, and I just said, yes, sir, no, sir whatever just like yeah i know why you pulled me over i was speeding more than likely i was like i really didn't know how fast i was going because i didn't have my like speedometer calibrated because i just put this lift lift kit on the truck so he was like well i'm pretty sure if you show up with that at court i'm sure the judge will give you a break have a good night blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) saved you about 20 units there eh, rose what are you 
got to stay calm in those situations, you know? Like, yeah. You just got to think was... fast. You can't freak out. You got to, like Serrano, you know, you got to have balls of steel. There you go. Hey, another major league reference. We're and that's and that's a and that's also a preview of uh, Rory's stories from the Lay and Coin podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, as, as, uh, <laughs> as someone who owned a a C class Mercedes in a in a college town with speed limits of thirty miles an hour through the entire town, I uh I know all about the uh, the cordiality to have with the law enforcement over there. So uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've learned my fair share through the years myself, Rory. But we'll just we'll kind of just. Give it open mic time for, for Chris and Rory here, their final kind of bets. I know it's early in the week, so, you know, Rory's still got a podcast or two to, to record. Chris has still got some uh, his data to go through, and he's going to obviously post his card on Friday or Saturday as per usual. Um, but, you know, I'll kind of go through what I've seen or what I've heard so far for Chris. The main bets we've got right now are Chase Elliott outright at 7.5 to 1. We have a Ryan Blaney poll bet at 12 to 1. As for Rory, his only outright as of now is a William Byron 8 to 1 uh, outright bet. And then we have a Dinger over over Briscoe at even money, a large number of Truex at plus 110 that he's interested in. And uh, I'll throw it to Chris first for kind of his closing thoughts and uh, things that he'll be looking for as the week goes by. Well, I still got, I guess I got three more bets I want to talk about real quick. Um, two, only one of them I placed money on, but two of them I just talked about in Seth's podcast. I'm keeping my eye on for. Um, but uh, one that I have placed is Eric Almarola for pole at 16 to 1. Um, Eric Amarola is notably very good at these short, flat tracks. Um, just uh, if you look at Martinsville history, uh, just this year, actually, qualified second here in the spring race, qualified fourth in 2019. And then at the uh, short tracks in general this year, you're looking at, uh, where is his name? Here we are. Um, first at Bristol, you're looking at a second at Martinsville, like I just said, a fifth at Phoenix, a seventh at Loudoun. Literally the only one he hasn't uh, qualified top 10 at was Richmond number two. So overall, he's got an average qualifying position of 9.5, which ranks fifth among all drivers. So that 16 to 1 price is just a value for me. Um, so yeah, Eric Armel at 16 to 1 for pole. So I do have two, two pole bets. And then the two that I'm keeping an eye on, I am not haven't bet them yet just because I think the top 10 market is absolute trash right now. I think it's not very good. But there is one that catches my eye. Austin Dillon, popular top 10 bet for us. Uh, but he's at plus 150. Um, I think Derek mentioned on Seth's show, you can actually find him at plus 180 in some places, but um, that one I think is very interesting. Austin Dillon, notably very fast this spring at Bristol. Um, I face your race. Uh, I know that Roy talked about this on Seth's podcast, but he put out the loop data for the spring race. Rosh Hussain was number one in pass differential, but Austin Dillon, number two in pass differential um, at plus 18. He started 23rd and finished third. So I think Austin Dillon, um, notably really good at, at Bristol. I think he can manage Go the top 10. Go back and rewatch that race. Austin I did. Dillon, like, I haven't even went back and rewatched it. I watched, like, I can remember that race. And Austin Dillon was, like, scaring the shit out of me with my William Byron and Chase Elliott tickets that night. Yeah. Which Chase was already done for. William, I'm sitting there like, all right got the guy that's going to lead the rest of this race and then here comes that three cat yep he was just making his way through the field he had a good ass car yep and he was good good. and he was good uh last week actually too he finished i think he finished like fourth or fifth last week here at at homestead so he's he's riding a high and then speaking of another guy's riding a high rory already touched on him 
uh, with a matchup, but a Dinger top 10, actually, I think is a, is a fun play. He's at even money right now, but I actually don't anticipate him qualifying well. So I think that number will only get better. Um, so I'm not placing it yet, but I do plan to play that play. Uh, like I, we think about. It, I think it can't get any worse. It can just get better. Yeah. 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 Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Might as well just sit it out. Yeah. hundred percent. And colleague is like on a tear right now. Uh, Derek, Derek uh, was in the comments on Seth's show brought up that if, if we're so high on Almondinger for, for a top 10, Justin Haley for a top 10 is like plus 800. So, uh, two guys to keep an eye on. I think those are both fun plays as that team seems to be catching fire right now. I think they figured something out. Um, I, I love that with Justin Haley. Here. Yeah. All it takes is for the right caution at the right time that puts them right up there up front. And Part of me, Haley is really fast. It seems like he just has a hard time passing. Yeah. So it's one of those deals where he doesn't screw track position up once he gets track position, you sure. know. And he, keep, he keeps a clean car for a young guy that with – he really doesn't have all that much experience, you know. <laughs> people – I mean, really, what, two years in the Xfinity? And, so. and now yeah. one year at Cup, basically. I mean, he he doesn't have all that much experience. And at a track like this, that's a short track that he excels. It it seems like at maybe road courses and place like places like this where he gets an opportunity and takes care of the car, and the next thing you know, shit just works out his way. He keeps it up there once he gets it. I think he's just, I think he's learning and his aggressiveness that he had in the Xfinity series isn't there in the Cup series because he doesn't want to piss anybody off. It's well yeah, said. But if, and if he's got the, if he's starting to get the equipment behind him now where he can actually be up to run with these guys though, he's going to have to learn how to kind of push and grind a little bit because we saw what happened to him. Very early, remember the first race this year at the LA Coliseum where he was up there grinding with all these guys and Larson just shoved him into the wall. So Haley's going to have to learn to to put put up with these guys if he's going to start running up here. But yeah, like like you said, colleague uh, colleague is fun. I think they're someone to, to kind of watch coming they're, up the weekend. They're, they've gotten their shit together. That's a team that we're gonna we're gonna evaluate over over the off season, and it may be some interesting futures available. Yeah, and we're we're kind of I mean to that point we're kind of running out of like bad teams in this sport it feels like I mean obviously you have the the mainstays that have been up there for years but with I mean Colleg and Trackhouse making the steps they have uh, RCR moving, with Kyle Busch now RCR twenty three eleven I mean it's like there's that second tier has really grown in my eyes and um, is going to be in the contention for a lot more races so I think the more get the more cars it's going to be a fun season next year yeah. KFB going to the to the damn eight car yeah. with yeah. rowdy energy. Damn, Dreamer fans are rolling in their graves right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a lot of Kyle Busch fans that are fucking butt hurt right now too. I love it. I, I you know, Kyle Busch is the Chase Elliott for Toyota. You hate his fucking fans, right? Like. They're terrible. They're the two worst <laughs> fan bases there are. I think Chase. Absolutely. I think Chase is a little bit more diplomatic than Kyle is, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, but, I mean, of course, because you're talking about like 
the most popular driver, but then you're also talking about probably the second most popular driver. And then you got this whole new, whatever the fucking hell this generation is called that grew up liking him and still are his fans. And like, it's, it's not looking very good for generation X, Y, Z, two, three, whatever the fuck they call it now. Like they, I don't know. It just, it seems like those two fan bases are probably some of your, your fan bases that are in that generation. And they run it for that driver for people that aren't as dedicated to the sport as I am, because I still love KFB and I still love Chase Elliott, regardless of, like, I love KFB. I love his personality. I love everything that he brings to the sport. He's a great, great driver. Like, I hated that he drove for Toyota all them years, and now he's coming back over to Chevrolet to finish his career out. And now we, we got, like, a Chevrolet truck in the truck series now that I feel confident of laying a little coin on. Like, love it. I, I'm so damn excited. It, yeah. it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Heck yeah. 2023 is going to be a blast, obviously, with uh, yeah, the PGA Tour. We're going to be sweating from, uh, from Thursday to Sunday. Hopefully now with, uh, with this influx in the truck series, we can have a little Friday, Saturday, Sunday sweat and, uh, on the track here as well. So, Roy, did you want anything? Do you have any other bets to add? We have your two matches. We have your buying outright. Are you uh, – are you pretty much done for, for right now in terms of uh, bets or you got something else? I like, I like Denny Hamlin top five, even money. I think Denny's going to qualify good here. I don't think it's going to be like earlier this year. And long as Denny Hamlin has track position here and doesn't speed on pit road or his team screws up any pit stops, right. Denny Hamlin's finishing in the top five this week. Like don't don't see any other outcome. Uh, I like that, but other than that, not not until I see what what's actually going to be the lineup and out there. I think it plays a huge part into this race. All right, it's yeah. not like the old Martinsville. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and Chris need to be locked up there. So I know uh, you guys will be monitoring. Uh, you know, the, the odds as the week goes along, obviously practicing qualifying on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. So stay tuned. Uh, Chris will obviously have his card out on flag hunting. Roy, where can you find your man? Where, what do you want to plug? And uh, where, where can we uh, find more of your content here for Martinsville week? I, I will say with the gear change, aren't they only changing once now instead of twice? Wasn't that the whole purpose of, of the gear change here? It's on Chris. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. Pretty sure <clears throat> that was that w- that was what they tested the new gear for. It didn't do away with the whole just not changing gears, but we could see a totally different race with one gear change versus two. You know, like I can see where that just turns it into like, well, how the hell am I going to do something? I only got one hand on the damn wheel the whole entire track. So now maybe we're just talking about something that's downshifting coming into the turn, but you got enough gear to get up off of it. And they weren't running over revving the motors and, and tearing them off, I guess, so to speak. So 
That's something I need to check on look into, but I'm pretty sure that was the whole reason and behind that gear test. And I thought, like they said, some of the drivers, I remember Hamlin talking about it, maybe that it was better, but he still wished, you know, they could bypass that. But I don't, I don't see them being able to come up with something, you know, this week. But that would be key if they're not shifting twice versus one time, in my opinion, because you're basically talking about a shift before you actually get up in to the turn where you're not shifting halfway through the turn. Is that is that is that what they were testing in August? Is that without that was mainly what it was for, not just the tire? Yeah, that was a gear change test too. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I do that. Is that something yeah, we'll so, be able to we'll be able to see in practice and qualifying, Rory? Or is that something that only will show up on race day? I would imagine you're gonna see it definitely because they're gonna be in car during practice. So, and I'm sure they'll mention it. Though somebody will mention it coming in, coming into this week, and I would have to go back and search it. Just yeah. try to see what pops up, but I'm sure somebody could answer. Oh, I think, I think, I think what you're quoting is so Ryan Stevens posted a bunch of quotes from the from the practice, and um, Denny just Denny's quote just says if you try to go to the same racetrack and have the same techniques that you have for 20 years of the new car and a new tire that's just not going to work. So it doesn't look like he's saying about the gears, but Chase Elliott said. No, uh, that was recent. That was like, I I just know they did test a, de- a different gear ratio at is this interviewing them now or is this interviewing them right after the test after the test okay because chase yeah. says chase says I, I didn't see much tire fall during the day despite the amount of rubber put down and said that shifting will still be important come october i could swear that i seen where nascar.com that's where i read it off of or the nascar app that Denny was saying something. They were talking about the test and they interviewed him. And he was saying, they were just asking about the gear change and everything. And and he just, he made a comment as far as like it being better, but it wasn't the fix yeah. all, yeah. so to speak. So I'm just wondering if that might not make it easier though for bumps like moving people up like not taking them out but just that's that's your way of passing and you can get close enough to them with just changing one gear whereas two gears makes it harder where the car may be jumping a little bit throughout the turn and trying to time perfectly just bumping and running somebody versus bumping and wrecking somebody like nobody wants to wreck anybody like Week in, week out. You, that's not your thoughts going into the races. How many cars I'm gonna run through? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like it turns into that sometimes. But that that's just not the way of thinking. So I was just curious if if you had heard heard about that. I just I remember seeing something that they were testing and uh, some different gear ratios there and and trying to come up with some kind of fix. I have so yeah I haven't seen anything but if you find something just let us know because if if there's anybody I'm going to go to about the technicals of the car it's you not me I'm, I don't know when it comes to technical <laughs> yeah 
I'm guessing you don't work on your own cars. No, that's my that's my dad's job. I bring my car to my dad. I I, I probably like him though. Like I said, he used to he used to work for DEI. You're a Chevy guy, so yeah, you guys get along great. I love Chris. He's he's quite quite that quiet person, but you gotta watch out for those quiet people. Because <laughs> did y'all see him shotgunning that beer? <laughs> what the down? He took that down pretty good. You went to Appy State, man. That's Gen Ed for us. Yeah. If yeah. only I was. If only I was like going to college at Appy State at the same time, that would have been a shit show. We would have got along, man. We could introduce some people at App State. I think you'd you get along with just fine. Hell yeah, <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, brother, you got to come to Boone with us, man. One one game day, one game. All right, day. let's do it. Let's we'll do it. it. Right Boone. Um, yeah. Not this year because we suck, but you know, once we get a new quarterback. Y'all play, y'all play JMU this year. Yeah, we lost. We, yeah, we, we lost. Three lead. Uh, well, I don't pay attention to them, but I was just asking because that was the closest thing, you know, like yeah. in-state versus versus them. I know both of them are powerhouses when it comes yeah. to – It was ranked for a second there, weren't they? They were yeah. ranked 25. Y'all yeah. have a really good team. I was uh, Me and Chris were both worried about that game before – the uh the game even started and then we got up to a 20 to 3 lead i went to the golf course sent a victory lap tweet or victory lap post on uh on our group chat and then i came back to the house and we were we lost so the only thing i know about jmu is i've been up there one time in my early 20s and partied up there because one of my buddies had a girlfriend that went to school up there yeah i don't know i don't know dang thing about and that. i know a few oh, i know a few people that like have had kids yeah, that went to school there or whatever, but that that ain't like fish and pig. I love going to eat up there. They cook some good barbecue. That's close, close to up there. So Stanton, I think maybe. The old Blue Ridge Mountains, man, they do pretty good when it comes to barbecue. But we'll we'll That's show you. That's me. That's me. I I can cook up some shit. We'll just. We need we need to get y'all boys in town. I'll just kick the wife and kids out of out of the house for the weekend. We'll just we'll just have a big ass frat block party over here, go play some golf, drink a lot of bush lattes. I'll take you up here to my favorite course. It's a pretty nice course, Poplar Grove. Oh yeah. Right up the road. Yeah. We'll we'll do that. I tell you what, yeah, I'm um you never talked me into playing golf. I I'd get out there as much as I can. So, um, yeah, man, plenty to do, uh, plenty to look forward to in the future. But as for this weekend, let's hit hit some winners. I know we we're on the we're on a lot of the same pages in golf, we're on a lot of the same pages in NASCAR. So I think this is going to be a pretty good week. Chris, for Chris is on Chris is on point. Yeah. Like I don't mind the Elliott pick. It's just I don't know what the hell this year has done to me, but I'm so hesitant on the favorites here lately but yeah i could see this being a track where you definitely probably want him going in but why why i was saying that the pole winner to win the race is because if he doesn't win the pole like where where is he going to qualify at and then you end up with this other car on there Right. And I mean, the only people I can really see winning the poll here is him, Blaney, Bl- Blaney, 
I don't know. Amarola. Yeah, but even um, William Byron for that like, matter too. Yeah, William Byron. Um, Legato. Yeah, Legato. Legato's gonna gonna have a good long run car, mm-hmm. and he's also gonna have a good short run car. But I can see him laying like maybe a top ten to fifteen lap here. But then all of a sudden, here's a guy that. He he's one that I would be eyeing definitely live bet. He's kind of like he's kind of like Blaney. Yeah, like Blaney to me, like yeah. If you want to bet him, go ahead and bet him, grab him going into this weekend. But if you don't really like the number that he's at, and I don't like the number that he's at, yeah, I think he should be at ten, twelve to one. Just sit back and wait. Like if you want to throw money away, then throw money away on them at a better price. Because I guarantee you, at some point in this race, something stupid's going to happen to him, and you're yeah. going to get him at a better number. Yeah, the only problem is if when that like when that stupid thing does happen, he's fifteen to one or twenty to one. Do you trust him to recover from from the instant that that puts him back in the field? Not really. Yeah, I mean, he's just not my he's not my type. Yeah. I don't You're, like him in a place like this because there's so much shit that can happen at a place like this. Yeah. I, I like trusting I like guys. Yeah, I like trusting guys that are nitty gritty. Like, you never know with a guy at a place like Martinsville and if cautions start coming into play. And next thing you know, the crew chief, if it's especially if it's a good crew chief. Yeah. And it, and you got a short track guy behind the wheel that can tell him how to adjust this car. Next yeah. thing you know, you end up with this dude that just like straight up comes out of nowhere and wins the race. But that's old Martinsville. That's that's what pisses me off so much about this new car at the short tracks. Right. It's so. turned it into a shit show because of the shifting issue. Mm-hmm. Well, Roy, I got I got one more thing to ask for you before we get out of here. But I got I got I got another piece of content potentially for for Rory Picks on Twitter. You got to you got to come out with your NASCAR first team all grit so we can add that to the model because uh, we don't have any metrics <laughs> for that on our in our statistics, man. So we need your help. Here, I right? mean, you know, it's like that GIF, you know, where you got that dog in. Got that dog in a first team dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, some guys got that dog in them, and, I get and it, then yeah, then but you've got you got the dog. Can see you can see the dog in them. See it. We're just guessing out here. I think Roy's the you're the expert, it's man. It's hard. It's hard to explain. No, we get it. Get like it. the NASCAR whisper, you know. You just you just gotta have that. You just gotta have that dog in you to find that dog in them. No oh, man, I'm I'm trying. I, I my third eye hasn't awakened yet, so I, I maybe a couple more years of betting this stuff, and I'll I'll be on your level, Roy. But you're talking uh. You're talking I, have full, I have full confidence in you because I like to put golf winners out too. We, we got a lot in common, you know. I'm yeah. I'm good at the NASCAR thing, and then you're you're good at the golf thing, but you also could put out winners in golf or NASCAR, you know, NASCAR, either one, like just and I, have success. I don't, I don't know about that, Roy. To be honest with you, buddy, like I I. I love my golf. I bet my golf every week, but 
I'm just I'm a degenerate at the end of the day. I'll bet on damn near anything. So but you still you still could put winners out. You might not could put them out at the rate that Chris does, but you still could put winners out. And you know that those are the only two sports that I really give a shit about. Like I concentrate on golf though. Once we get through this year. Yeah, and NASCAR is over with. Like I full, I'm fully vested, focused, like on NASCAR. I just tell people like you, yeah. whatever. Like tell tell them, man, Jim Cummins is gonna hit a first round leader this week. We better look him up. Yeah, and yeah, he's, and he's due. Like, I'm I'm he, sick of my stomach because I I shouted out Gary Woodland last week on the flag hunting pod, and uh, he was first round leader. I I shouted him out as a potential like long shot pick. And I, I didn't even fucking click it, but Gary fucking Woodland. Gary Woodland, man, I love Gary Woodland. Slappy, slappy. slappy. That's what his putter's nickname is. <laughs> you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that, buddy. I didn't yeah, know. I remember, I remember, I remember reading that. Or is that shit? I'm pretty sure it's him. I may be think, may be thinking about somebody else. I couldn't tell you what. I, I am I remember, I'm a certified and slappy, so I relate to that. But I'm pretty sure it was him because he he like he used to putt with like a 28 inch putter. Yeah. For a long time there, it seemed like he was putting with a crooked putter, but that's just me based on <laughs> me based on me betting him and watching him miss four footers every other hole. Yeah. I I'm I'm really not a big fan of his because he cost me a lot of money on Father's Day, like three years ago when I had Brooks Kepka for the uh-huh. fucking US Open. Yeah. <laughs> like nah, I, I I think that that was awesome for him. He he showed up and actually showed showed a little light of hey I'm a professional golfer and hit some big ass shots in some yep. difficult moments and still pisses me off though. Fuck him. Yeah, that's that's golf for you though. Sometimes sometimes they just putt they just putt and chip like speed for a week and there's nothing you can do. You know, it cost me a couple of grand. That yeah, day. I've been there. So <laughs> he's cost me a couple of grand the other way where I was backing him and then he just immolated it on like hole 16. So we've we've got it both ways with a little Gare Bear. Trust me. But I'm gonna let you guys get out of here. I know uh, Chris has had a I mean, yeah, Chris has had a nice, solid three-hour night of podcast and four-hour night of podcast between this place and Seth. He's doing, he's doing good. He's a trooper, man. Yeah, he's he's doing a lot better than me, I think. I'm, I've been yawning off camera a little bit, to be hey, honest. He's been he's been on it tonight. I like all of his picks. Yeah, he's. On, I think that's always good. Think, that's always good when when the Lane Coin heater is is feeling me like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you you got something dialing up over there, like. I feel it. All right. I feel it too, man. I feel it too. This is this is a no better time than the present. Let's uh set a nice little win and parlay that maybe into a uh, little playoff future here. For, hey, uh, we'll, we'll be in Florida in a couple of weeks. We gotta get through the rest of the NASCAR season and then we're gonna come down there and vacation with you and help you get through through your exams and everything. <laughs> That's the last thing I need is your as in my in my <laughs> exam. I'll be honest, Roy. I love you to death, but you, you can stay there in a, on a beach until I finish up my finals, and then I'll head up there for you. You know, I I, I probably I, I'm like that little devil person that's sitting up on there. I'm like, fuck these exams. Let's <laughs> let's go do this. 
Oh, it's all good, brother. I, I'm my own devil at uh at certain points of the semester myself. So uh, but. I can't say you're a straight A student. I can see it in you. <laughs> the, we don't have to talk about my grades on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For but man, honestly, it was it's awesome talking to Roy, man. We always have a fucking blast whenever you come on. So um yeah, I mean your your NASCAR knowledge, I mean I I fucking lap up when you and Chris talk about the shifting and all the minutiae that goes on with NASCAR. Obviously, you and Mark are on a heater. I love what you guys are doing with Lane Coins. So uh, thanks for coming on, man. And hopefully maybe we can have you on for golf uh, when, when the NASCAR season ends and, and we can cash some uh, some some tickets on the links. But, man, yeah, always love you, man, and uh, had a blast talking with you today. Hell, yeah, I'll definitely be back home. And- yeah. Everybody can best support me at the shit that I said earlier in this podcast before we got on this epic rant to finish, <laughs> finish this podcast. So, uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I have a ball ball with y'all. Like, y'all, y'all are good people. Well, can't wait to meet Ian someday. Already met Chris. We, we already got, like, I already got it set up for Chris. We're we're gonna see we're gonna see how many beers Phil can shotgun next time. <laughs> I'm gonna already we're gonna already have a case cracked and I guarantee you, like we'll 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 come up with something something there for the winter. But yeah. Chris can keep up training. Appalachian State. Let's go. Yeah. We Happy we state. That's right. Go Nears. Roll Nears, baby. Making us proud. Go black and gold. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll, that'll wrap us up here for the NASCAR segment, man. Follow Rory at Rory picks, go uh, support Lane coin with him and Mark there. And, uh, as usual, follow flag hunting, make sure you, uh, get those notifications on as Chris adds his card. I'm going to have some live bullets flying on probably Thursday and Friday at Bermuda. So, uh, yeah, man, let's hit a winner. Two weeks left in the NASCAR season, no better time. So, uh, should be a great race and a great weekend. Cheers, boys. <laughs>